Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen. Having a voice and advocating for yourself is one of the hardest things that we have to do in life. In the age of social media and perceived perfection, it can be really hard to step out and be authentic and live a life for you. Luckily, today we're going to get some advice on how to do exactly that from Genesis Amaris Kemp. Genesis is a visionary life coach, motivational speaker, a fellow podcaster, and an author, and everything she does is focused on empowering people to speak up for themselves, set their own goals, and live out those dreams. We have all been given a purpose in life, and I agree with that as one of Genesis' perspectives, and she's going to help us figure out how to tap into that today on this edition of No More Mondays. So I hope you'll all help me welcome Genesis to the show. Genesis, welcome to No More Mondays. Thank you so much for having me, Angie. It is an honor to share and hold space with another podcaster. It really is. It's fun to be. Uh, it's just different when somebody's like gets what's going on on the other side. And also with another coach who's really helping people reach their potential. And uh, you're, you know, you're kind of a power woman. You've got some cool stuff going on. So let's let's tell everybody out there a little bit more about you, bring everybody up to speed, and then we'll dig in. So kind of give us your elevator pitch. So I haven't always been where I am now. So I tell people I've had a lot of start ugly moments, had a lot of failures before I had some success. And, you know, I had the leech experience where I was in corporate America for 15 years, 12 of those years being oil and gas and energy. And it wasn't until I realized that, you know, I was tired of, you know, being the only one in the room that looked like me. I was tired of, you know, having a little bit of imposter syndrome, not being seen or heard. So that allowed me to come outside of my box. And I tell people I popped which is prepared on purpose. And now I'm the woman that I am today, this firecracker, unapologetically me, and no longer taking crap from other people. Because I think we all need to have some experiences in our life that catapult us to the level we want to be at, not the level that they project us to be at. And that's me in a nutshell. That that's an amazing nutshell. Okay. There's like all kinds of little seeds in there I want to dig into. So to draw a parallel, um, I, so uh, oil and gas is a, a, I mean, it is a man's land and it is a white man's land. So here you find yourself not only woman, but black woman in this room of like dudes. And I have like, I have a little bit of a, a, a kind of a, an empathy for that. Cause I started my career as a civil engineer, which is similarly like white dude land. (laughs) And it's just very interesting to be a woman in a setting like that because you very much don't feel heard. I completely agree. And then the other complexity is that I'm not like fully American. Like my parents are foreigners. So like my dad was South American from Curaçao. He passed, uh, it'll be two years since November. And my mom is West Indian. So she's Caribbean. And some people are like, what are you like? 
you don't look like a normal black person. I'm like, what does a normal black person look like? (laughs) Or your features are different. And I'm like, oh, well, I prefer human being, check. Yeah, we meet those boxes. Exactly. So, um, you know, I'm going to jump ahead to something I thought we were going to talk about a little later, but I think it's relevant to kind of talk a little bit about the book because you wrote a book about this experience and it's kind of part of your overall brand and company right now. And I think it's a good time to like plug it and talk a little bit about it. So tell us more about the book. So I wrote the book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. And even though the name sounds controversial, the cover does not look controversial because I really believe in including people from all industries, all ethnicities. And then I also have a world on the cover of my book that states that, you know, these issues don't just happen in America, but they can happen worldwide. And then the reason why I did Chocolate Drop is because like people are like, oh, you're black or you're African-American. And and, um, and people are like, well, I'm not African-American because I'm not from Africa. Or I don't want to be called as black because I'm not the color of, of a crayon. I'm brown or whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to say chocolate drop because when you think about chocolate, you can't just have one piece of chocolate. Well, at least I know I can't. And oh, no. it comes in var- variations. It comes in dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate, smooth, creamy, crunchy, semi-sweet, bitter, whatever. And who has ever just had just one piece of chocolate and just said, okay, I'm done. I'm satisfied. I know I haven't. And then I was just going to put the subtitle says from the pit to the palace, y'all. And that means that sometimes we have to go through those trials and tribulations in order for our testimony to form or the test always produces a testimony, just like the hell of the mess that you're in curates your message. And everyone's palace is going to look different. And that's okay, because that's you becoming into yourself. It's you taking ownership and really knowing what you want in life. And you're not doing it based on other people's standards. You're doing it once you internalize. And then once you take time to really discover who you are, not what you are, then you begin to walk that out confidently. That is a topic that's come up regularly on No More Mondays, and it's one that kind of drove my transition uh, out of kind of corporate America, because in in the professional world, we are, and just in the world in general, we identify people so much with what they do and not who they are. And I love love that you and I are both at this, this kind of point of helping people shift out of that, because when all of that is stripped away, it can be very traumatizing to feel like, oh my gosh, what's left? Because I don't know myself. I only knew what I was through this thing that I did as my profession. I mean, you know, you go to a cocktail party, you go to a a bar, you go on a date. First question, what do you do? And I even find myself doing it because it's just kind of like social norms and habits. But there is, there's a much, there's a much more important, well-rounded, layered person in there that is more than just the job. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up. And I think that it stems from childhood because when you're growing up in school, people always ask, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? But they never take time to ask, who do you want to be when you grow up? And the who is tied to your morals, your values. It gets you outside of the box. The what is what confines you and puts you in a box to make you feel like you're conditioned to be a certain thing. I have never thought about that fact from childhood. It is like when, you, when you're eight years old. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be an exercise queen, a ballerina, and a photographer. 
We're not even going to go into how none of those were ever going to be possible based on my strengths and weaknesses. But it's a very good point that it's kind of rooted in us from uh, an early age. And I think that's something that we can start breaking a little bit and changing a little bit if we, you know, just think about all of that kind of stuff differently. I'm curious at like what point in the, so after 15 years, you reach that point of just being like, okay, I'm over it. So talk to me about the transition and then really that crossroads to make the decision to leave and step into your kind of purpose and who you are. Oh, so the transition came after working for this particular Fortune 500 company for seven and a half years, and it came right in the middle of the pandemic. The book came out in May of 2020. My dad got sick, so I couldn't even really celebrate that my book had just hit the market because my dad went to the hospital um, that same month, and I didn't want to be selfish. I needed to be selfless so I could be there to help care give for my dad. And then... um, finding out that my dad was paralyzed three days after being in the hospital due to medical negligence, his entire quality of life changed. And then I just needed to really reframe my priorities. So what did that look like for me? Okay. The world was shutting down. I was still going into the office. I was still commuting, but then I needed to come go to the hospital, pick my mama. Cause my dad was my mom's primary driver. Cause she didn't drive. So now I have like two parents in a sense, Plus juggling being a wife and on top of that, working a high stress oil and gas job. So when I told my supervisor that I wanted to just stay at home for an extended period of time and not repatriate back into the work, her and I started butting heads. And I think the bomb exploding was whenever she said, I just don't understand why you can't hire a nurse to take care of your dad. And I literally had to... Catch myself because some days, y'all, I feel like half holy, half hood, but the Lord is still working on me. Oh, yeah. The Lord gave you some words in that moment, didn't he? (laughs) Yes. And I was like, do you want to have this conversation now or should we have it with HR? Because right now I'm up to here with it. Like, you don't tell somebody, why can't you just hire a nurse? And so it it was it became very clear that this wasn't going to turn itself yeah. around. And it sounds like you had already, since the book had come out, already been laying the groundwork for like the coaching and the thought leadership. And so this was time, right? Absolutely, Angie. And then let me just tell you the breaking point because I'm just fast forwarding. So the breaking point came whenever we all remember the BLM movement, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I was like, oh, why would you do this? So I was like half in for it, half out, because I see both sides of it, especially being in a family that's mixed race and multicultural. So when the vice president thought it was a smart idea to have a meeting for those that identified as Blacks or African Americans, I was like, oh my gosh, are you crapping me here? And I was like, now you're really showing that there's only a handful of us. So are we the token holders for this organization? He was asking people to share their personal stance with racism or professional stance. And I was like, hmm. So finally he called on me because I'm very vocal by that point. So he's like, no, none of us thought that Genesis. This feels like a ticking time bomb of a situation. Oh, Oh my goodness. It was. And let me tell you. So he says, can you share your story with personal racism? So this is my brief story. So I was like, yes. So I have a problem when I am shopping in the grocery store and I live in an area that is predominantly Caucasian and there's a a spackle of blacks. 
there's a spackle of Asians, a spackle of Hispanics. And this Caucasian lady thought it was wise to follow me around the grocery store with my niece and nephew, who are my sister's kids, who are half Caucasian, and they don't look black. So if you look at them, you wouldn't think that they have a black mom. Even people at the school don't even think that my sister is their mom, because that's how clear-complected they look. Their hair texture is like sandy blonde and different stuff. And she, she came up to my niece, Callie, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like... I was just trying to compose myself again because I know if I would have said something, it could have went sideways real fast, especially at a Kroger's in a white area. So I was like, does she look like she's in harm? Does she look like she's not okay? Is there something that you need here? And she's like, well, um, I, 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 and I said, I, 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 what? <laughs> and so my my niece responded, she's like, I'm okay. And then my nephew was, a, he was just speechless because he's like, oh my gosh, I, and he looked at me like, she's about to go there with this lady. But I, I had to catch myself because I did not want to go there in a Kroger's. So I shared those stories. And then he's like, oh, wow, I had no idea. I said, why would you have an idea? And he said, okay, well, thank you for sharing. I knew it became a problem whenever my kids asked me, dad, what is your stance on what's taking place? And he had no answer for his kids. Then he asked for the professional side. And this is where I just let it rip. I said, I started this company. In 2013, coming from an HSC manager position, which was health, safety, and environmental from a smaller company, I already knew the assets here, and you guys brought me in as an administrative assistant, made me sit in that role for four and a half years until I switched my degree and graduated. Then you sent me to a chemical plant from upstream, and anyone who knows oil and gas knows that upstream makes more money than the people who work downstream. And I was like, I'm not taking a pay cut to go downstream. This is not my doing that y'all are reducing headcount. This is your doing. And I'm doing y'all a favor by going downstream. And here I am being ranked as a CL15, but my colleagues are starting at a CL22 and higher. So there's a big disparity and a gap, there yeah. and pay gap. And now I travel for the company and I said, if you guys have me categorized as an admin, in what mind do admins get a limo to come to their house to pick them up and take them to the airport? Plus all the bells and whistles that come with this position. So what other admin in the company has the same perks? Fast forwarding, one week later, I get a call that they're bumping my salary up by $20,000 and they're bumping my CL from a 15 to a 22. And I was like, don't act like you did this out of good faith and goodwill. You did this because your A double snakes was on the line. You had no idea that HR was going to be in the room. Other people in that room who identified as black or African-Americans, like, I had no idea. And then they were asking me questions. And I'm like, what am I? The the um, Harriet Tubman for the organization now, it has to come to a point where you say enough is enough, you know your worth, you see yourself as an asset, not a liability, and you go in there confidently because this is not the only company. There's other companies, and how much longer are you going to sleep on your dreams because they're not a, you're seeking validation from people who would never appease you? So if you wanted to understand how perspectives craft our approach and areas of specialty as coaches, well, there is no better example than that. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode of No More Mondays is brought to you by Athletic Greens. As many of you know, I live a very active lifestyle here in the Colorado Rockies, and I'm also gluten-free. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted a quick and easy way to support my gut health and my immunity. 
I also love a good routine and AG1 makes it easy to get my daily dose of vitamins. I just pop a scoop in a blender bottle, shake it up, and I get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and superfoods during my 22 minute drive to CrossFit. The bonus, not only do I feel great during my early morning workout, I sleep better and I have more mental clarity, all without breaking the bank because this is just $3 a day. As a climate neutral certified company, I can also feel good about that three bucks going somewhere meaningful. We're partnering with Athletic Greens to make it easy for you to stock up. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership of your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is the perfect, perfect time to kind of flip to the work that you're doing in in coaching and and kind of motivating people. And I was I was I was stalking your social media before we came on, and there was something on your Instagram account I really liked, and it was your little um, description: "Is when you know who you are, you will not fall victim to what people want or project you to be." So I'm going to say that again because I want it to sink into everybody out there. When you know who you are, you won't fall victim to what people want or what they project you to be. And I feel like it's just a huge realization that many people have to come to that you're kind of like living, who are you living life for? And if the answer isn't you and the big man upstairs, then it's it's time to dig deeper. So I, I want to know how do you empower people to do that? And how do you empower people to advocate for themselves and and, and find their voices and kind of go after these dreams and really live that purposeful life based on who we are and not what we do? So one question that I like to ask people is, who are you? Because when you ask someone that question, they're like, uh, I'm, I'm so-and-so, or they tell me the what. And I said, I didn't ask what you do. I said, who are you? So I asked it a few times so it could sink in because some people have never had that question asked to them. So that's one, that's one thing. And then we go through this mind mapping session and I call it the word vomit session or, um, where we mind map on a blank sheet of paper. And I said, for the next five to 10 minutes, I want you to think about all the thoughts that are in your head and don't think about them too long. Just write them down. Then after that timer goes off, we're going to look at that piece of paper together. And we're going to go through each thought that you wrote down to see where is that thought stemming from. And we'll go through that and really dig deep because in order for you to change your mindset and have a paradigm shift, you need to understand the root causes in your life and where these things are stemming from. And how does that connect with mind, body, and soul? Or some people switch out soul for spirit. If that is not in alignment, you're misfiring and your your cylinders aren't going to function optimally. That's number one. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're still running on Leopard instead of iOS 15, it's probably time to to uh, clean out some cobwebs. <laughs> and I also to go back to kind of where you framed the whole mind mapping thing, and that that very di- like I don't like that disruptor term, but sometimes I guess it's just the best thing to use. That the idea of like you know being in a social setting and and kind of you know going away from that norm of like oh what do you do in the typical conversation and being the one who says well who are you. I remember years and years ago, I worked with a a business coach who always encouraged us like from a networking perspective to instead of saying like, I am a coach saying, oh, I help people find purpose in their careers. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, 
well, there's a conversation. And it's very similar to doing something like this at a personal level. Uh, you know, who are you? Oh, well, like I'm a, I'm a wife, I'm a mountain biker or something that opens it up more than just the like, you know, your run of the mill standard thing. And if you do the work to figure that out, then you can embrace the answer to that question more. Absolutely. So those are just two exercises I do. And then just a, a exercise once, once I feel like they're in the right place, I do the obituary exercise, which kind of sounds morbid. And for some, some of you who have followed me, you know what's next. So I have them write their obituary because I said, how many times has someone who passed on written their own obituary and said the things that they have done? No, someone else is writing your obituary based on what they know that you have done, but they don't know everything. So it's still their projections and their viewpoints. So I said, if you start with writing your obituary and you reverse engineer it, then you can begin to take actions in order for all of those things to manifest and come to the forefront. And we talk about everything from a holistic standpoint, because um, in order to really be optimal, you need to think about things from a mental standpoint, a physical standpoint, an emotional standpoint, and a spiritual standpoint. And all of those things combined is what makes up the synergies with mind, body, and soul. And I think if you're, if you're sitting out there thinking, holy cow, this is resonating with me, but I don't even know where to start. Uh, first of all, call Genesis is probably the first thing you should do. Um, but mind mapping, and I've had people do something a little bit like that kind of obituary exercise or um, like a write your headline kind of thing where you really have to put pen to paper and envision and document something that you see for the, the future, whether it's an accomplishment or whether it's how you want to go out of this world. And so if you just are out there kind of like, fumbling around thinking, oh man, this episode and this conversation is making me realize that I'm just like, I'm just in it and I'm not in it to win it. Start taking stock of where you're at and thinking about where you want to be. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes the change doesn't always feel good, but it's necessary because it's um, pushing you into where you need to be. And it's like growing pains. Like if we never go through growing pains, would we be the man or woman that we are today? No. Yeah. And if I think if you fear, if you fear and run away or, or hide in, during those times of growing pains, you really won't realize what is meant on the other side for you. And that's where the, that's really where the blessings start to come. You have so many uh, good little like exercises and words of wisdom. Uh, and we like to give everybody out there as many takeaways as possible. So uh, let's play a little game called rapid fire recommendations. You ready? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. And don't worry, it's never very fast. So uh, what is your most memorable travel destination? Oh, going to, going to St. Vincent and the Grenadines with my parents for the first time, because that's when I met my mom's mom. So my granny. <laughs> oh, that's a good. I find that the the, des the travel destinations are typically a, a more like sentimental or like emotional experience than just I got to go to the islands of White Sands. So Perfect. Uh, give everybody. Okay. So we already have one great book recommendation from Genesis and that is chocolate drop in corporate America from pit to palace. Give us another one. Ooh, another one is boundaries. Cause I think a lot of people struggle with, um, setting up boundaries and I actually have it in front of me because it's a reminder. So it's by Dr. Henry cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And it is a white cover with a red pencil and we will link to this in the show notes, everybody, because this is a great, this is a new new recommendation. I don't know this book either, so I'm going to go add it to my cart. 
I love this just as a topic because I think that this is something that people in general really struggle with, with so much going on and it's, and, and the feeling that the word no is a very nasty word. So that is a great book recommendation. Uh, okay. Tell us your favorite movie. Ooh, so many. Um, I'm just going to, since it's rapid fire, I'll just pick white chicks that came into my head first. (laughs) I love it. That's actually a hilarious movie. (laughs) That's a good throwback. We get a lot of good throwbacks on here. And then, uh, well, the last question, well, the second to last question is, I'd love a podcast recommendation, but specifically tell us about yours. So the name of my podcast is called Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. There are three core pillars I like to focus on education, inspiration, and motivation. And I also weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. I produce about 19 episodes per week. It's ranked in the top 2% globally per listennotes.com. And I connect with everyday people. Um, My content is not edited, so it is real and raw. So what you hear is what we actually talked about. So I'm, I'm glad I know that because yours truly is going to be a guest. And since I have also have no filter, I'll have to be careful what I say. No I'm kidding. Um, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to flip this conversation and, and uh, be a part of that one soon. So everybody should tune into that. That's, that's some great content right there. And of course, this is a show about Monday. So what's the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? Marvelous. I've been trying to think about the bank analogies. Have a marvelous Monday or a magnificent Monday. <laughs> I love it. So why is Monday marvelous to you? Because whenever you think about Mondays, everyone always says something negative like, oh, it's Monday. They dread it. But if you say it's going to be a marvelous Monday and you already curate how you want your Monday to go, then you're starting it with high energy and high vibration. It's so true. If you go into Monday thinking it's going to be terrible, guess what? Probably going to be terrible. So there you all go. A lot of it starts with the mental game. Uh, I love all of this. So as we, and I'm excited that we get to continue the conversation. So there's a shameless plug to listen to both episodes out there, everybody. And uh, as we start to wrap things up, I would love for you to just let everybody know how they can follow you, how they can listen to the podcast and just tune into this awesome work that you're doing. So tell everybody where they can find you. I am on Facebook and Instagram at Genesis Amaris Kemp. I started playing around with Twitter too. So that's Genesis A Kemp. I do tweet here and there. And then everything is on my website, which is GenesisAmarisKemp.net. I am giving away three freebies. So the first um, the first one is the first chapter of my book for free. That's under the book tab on my website. And then the second two freebies are health and wellness products because I'm very big on health and wellness So the first one is a health assessment because you need to understand where you are health-wise and what good is having a nice amount of wealth if you don't have quality of health to enjoy it. So really be intentional. Feed your mind, feed your body, make it healthy so you can do the things you want. This has been an amazing episode. And as we bring it all home Genesis, what is your number one piece of advice, that gold nugget, the biggest pearl of wisdom on what our listeners can do to get one step closer to a more fulfilling, purposeful life and career? Well, I'm just going to leave them with a quote from the book as a treat. So stop waiting for someone to co-sign your dreams. Start running with passion. In time, the right people who genuinely care and want to support you will fall into place. So that's one quote. And then the last one that goes along with this 
is if you have a dream and vision to achieve something, then you have the power. I'm going to say that again. You have the power to do it. Keep the determination and continue to run your race. You may fall or even fail, but that doesn't mean you can't achieve greatness. Get back up and press forward. So those are two quotes from the reflection section of the book. Uh, Those are pretty good nuggets. And I will summarize, done is better than perfect. And even that was even something I needed to hear today, Genesis. I love this. This has been fantastic. I can't wait to flip, flip the conversation around and Uh, be on gems with you soon. And this has just been a great conversation. And I hope a lot of you out there are really thinking about Genesis perspective and and also her experience and how all of that has really led her to where she's at. And if you look back on your journeys, everybody, I bet you'll realize that there is a space and potential for more. And so thank you so much for being part of our show, Genesis, and joining the No More Mondays movement. We always love hearing from people who have successfully navigated career crossroads and big challenges to chart a path to success. And it's even better when it's somebody who's helping others do the same. So uh, I hope you all took some notes and will tune into nomormondays.info because all of the links and um, references to books and to these freebies that Genesis has are there. And in the meantime, for all of you out there listening, I would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating because clearly we're awesome and because it's a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals with these awesome stories like Genesis has to share. And again, if you want to leave us comments, feedback, drop a guest suggestion, or grab the show notes from today's episode, Visit us online at nomoremondays.info and we'll see you again next Wednesday for our next drop. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. 